0: The following message is brought to you by the CD ministry of Rancho Baptist Church. This message was recorded during our regular morning worship service. Pastor Matt is the senior pastor here at Rancho Baptist Church in Temecula, California. While Pastor Matt is teaching on a men's retreat this weekend, our elder chair, Eric Craig, will be teaching out of Romans chapter 13, and he'll be focusing on the imminence of the rapture and how we should live in light of the end times. And so for more on this... Here's pastor and teacher, Eric Cragg. For
1: if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that he who, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the, of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, there it is and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with with them in the the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's the rapture. Aren't you looking forward to that? And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Uh, We've got one further bugle call. Let's go to the next slide, please. Number five, what do you think uh, this one is? Okay. There, there are some army posts that do not have enough money for somebody to be able to play the bugle, so they play this instead. It's the shofar. Now, actually, this is this is the Jewish shofar, and it's uh, it's often blown at uh, at synagogues. And perhaps that is the kind of horn or the kind of trumpet that we will hear when uh, when the Lord descends to be with us. When will it be that we hear that trumpet call? Turn your Bibles, if you would please, to Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. I'm going to read verses 11 to 14 of Romans chapter 13. And this do, knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. Lord is uh, the night is almost gone, and the day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity promiscuity and sensuality, but in, uh, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision. For the flesh, in regard to its lusts. We are in the application portion of the book of Romans. In chapter 13, we have verses 1 to 7. It's about our responsibility to our government uh, to be subject to governing authorities, including the payment of taxes. In verses 8 to 10, uh, we find that it is about our responsibility to love one another. Love is the fulfillment of the law. We should fulfill these responsibilities in view of the time. Our big idea for today, final salvation is closer than ever before. Wake up and act like it. Final salvation is closer than ever before. Wake up and act like it. Verse 11 of Romans 13 And this do, knowing the time, that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. Be aware of the time. Be aware of the time. This do, fulfill the law by loving your neighbor. Knowing the time. This is not chronos. You know how you wear on your on your arm or on your hand, on your wrist a watch, a chronograph, a timekeeping piece? That is not the word that we have here. We have instead kairos. The time, uh, uh, K-A-I-R-O-S, the time time in the sense of the season. We need to be aware of the seasons. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 to 3. Now as to the times and the epochs, epochs is our word here, kairos. Now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of any, anything to be written to you. For you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly like birth pangs upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Be aware of the events, the news of what is going on around you and especially in the Middle East. Do you know this fellow? That's the guy with the name that's hard to pronounce. Mahmoud, that's not so hard. Ahmadinejad. took me a while to get that right. At least I hope I have it right. Every time that this fellow opens his mouth and says something, I sense that we are one step closer to the rapture and to the coming of Christ. Do you follow the news? I follow, I read on Yahoo, uh, in one of the sections of Yahoo, about ARFID, this, this headline, RFID chips in school uniforms track students. You know what RFID is? Radio Frequency ID, that's right. Now, uh, Radio Frequency ID is so that they'll be able to track these individuals to make sure they're still on the school campus. Sounds like a teacher and school administrator's dream. But it's only one step away from what we see in Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17. And he, the false prophet, uh, causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And verse 17, And he provides that no one should be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. What what what's that thing that they uh, that they use to so you just pass it over a sensor and buy your gas? Oh, we are so close. That's right, a speed pass, something of that nature. Um, it reminds me of of what's going to happen in the end times. First, school school children's clothes, then foreheads and hands. It could happen. Romans thirteen eleven and this do knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed wake up be vigilant vigilant it's time to wake up it is time to awaken or rise from sleep from hypnos, literally too many Christians are walking around in a hypnotic state a trance. First Thessalonians 5:4. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day should overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are we are not of night nor of darkness. It is it is so. Then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. Romans 13:11. And this do, knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. For now, salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. Salvation is closer today than it has ever been. When you trusted in Christ as your Savior, I assume you've done that. I hope you have. When you trusted in Christ as your Savior, all of your sins were forgiven, and you were totally and completely and eternally saved, right? right. Okay. You were born again. You are alive like you were, never were before, with a new and real relationship with God that you never had before. But something is missing. Get undone. There is something about our salvation for which we still long. Romans chapter 8 verses 22 and 23. For we we know that the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but also we ourselves having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. Our salvation is not complete. Our bodies are still subject to the frailties of a sinful world. And it too is tweaked as our world is, has been tweaked. Paul wrote these words nearly 2,000 years ago. He expected Christ to return in his lifetime. He could feel it. He couldn't hardly wait he groaned within himself, awaiting eagerly for his adoption to be completed, for his body to be redeemed. What about you? Can you sense it? Do you have a sense of the times? Christ may not return for us in the rapture for another thousand years, but I think that the, that the time for that is closer. It's certainly closer than it was last year, closer than it was last week. Closer even than it was last uh, yesterday. Paul thought that. So did James and Peter. James 5.8. The slide, there you are. You too be patient. Strengthen your heart for the coming of the Lord is at hand. 1 Peter 4, seven, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of of prayer. The night, verse 12, the night is almost gone and the day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. It is so close. So close. The night is almost over. 1 John 2.18 Children, children, It is the last hour. And just as you heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have arisen. From this we know that it is the last hour. Revelation one three, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it. For the time is near. Revelation 22.10 And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. The night is almost over. The night which characterizes a world of sin and temptation and failure. The night which characterizes a fallen, sin-scarred world in which horrible tragedies happen. Tornadoes tear up homes and mangle the bodies of young and old alike. Homes burn in windswept holocausts. Flames driven across neighborhoods, marks hopscotching from home to home, rapes and murders, kidnapping and abuse, and separation and divorce devastate families and lives. Satan seems to rampage at his own will, looking for ways to cause us pain and to destroy us. I don't like the way that our world is tweaked by sin and Satan. Do you? The day is at hand. The day is at hand. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7. And to give relief to you who are afflicted and to us as well when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire dealing out retribution to those who do not know God and to those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. And these will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, when He comes to be glorified in His saints on that day and to be marveled at among all who have believed, for our testimony to you was believed. 2 Timothy 4.8 In the future there is laid up for me... <coughs> Excuse me. There is laid up for me... Um, yes, the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Christ is coming for us. The rapture could happen at any time, and we will come into his presence. May it be soon. The return of Jesus for us in the rapture is imminent. (coughs) Imminent. Could happen at any time. It's ready to happen. Seven years of horrible devastation and death will be followed by one thousand years of blessing with Christ in His kingdom. A climactic battle will be followed by the white. I'm running out of (laughs) water. Excuse me. Ah. A climactic battle will be followed by the white throne judgment and then an eternity of peace and joy and growth and service and blessing and glory with the Lord forever. Oh, the day is at hand. May it be soon. The big idea is final salvation is closer than ever before. Wake up and act like it. Verse 12. The night is almost gone and the day is at hand. Let us therefore lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Lay aside the deeds of darkness. Galatians 5.19 Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, "...impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and, those, and things like these of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God." Lay off that behavior like an old worn-out garment or coat. You've been forgiven and cleansed of all that old stuff. Change into something that is new. Change into something that is new. Put on instead the armor of light. 2 Corinthians 10.4 For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful... For the destruction of fortresses. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 to 17. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with the truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming missiles of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 But since we are of the day, let us be sober having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. The armor, these weapons, were prepared by God for us to wear and to use victoriously. Keep the battle in mind, and keep it in the front of your mind that you are in a fight. You are in a fight. You already have the armor in your possession. It is yours by faith. Utilize it. It's yours. You've got it already. God has given you the truth as a belt to tie everything together. God has given you Christ's righteousness as a protective breastplate. God has given you the gospel as a firm foundation boots in which you can stand. God has given you faith to trust him. Romans chapter twelve three and a shield, as a shield, exercise it. God has given you salvation to protect your head, your mind, your peace, like a helmet. God has given you his word, which we must learn and must keep on our lips, as the spoken word of God, the rhema. Start the day practicing with your sword. Reading, studying, memorizing the word, repeating it out loud. It is the spoken word of God. And then remember who you are. Review morning and evening the identity statements found at, and I want you to write this down, please, http colon slash slash www.ficm.org slash whoiam, all one word, whoiam.htm. I want you to look that up when you get home. I hope you have a computer at home. So many homes do, so many people do. And uh, I want you to find there and print out the um, the identity statement. And then I want you to read it every day. Read it in the morning when you get up. It tells you, it reminds you of who you are. Then read it at night before you go to bed. Read it out loud. Satan and the demons cannot read your mind. So tell them who you are. Remind yourself, remind them of who you are. Verse 13. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and sensuality, not in strife and jealousy. We have some specifics. Behave properly as in the day. Behave properly as in the day. Study your Bible to see what pleases God. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is pure, whatever whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Act like you would... Act, uh, the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace shall be with you all. Act like you would in the light of day, not like you might if you think you're shielded by the dark. Act like you would in the day of being in Christ's presence, anticipating what would be pleasing to him. Then some specific knots in OTS. We have uh, in the the latter part of verse 13, carousing and drunkenness. Carousing is komais, originally a festive procession in the honor of the god, little g god, Dionysus, also known as Bacchus, the Greek god of wine. Thus identifying with excessive feasting, carousing, revelry, party animal behavior, and then drunkenness is methize. Uh, perfect, it's a perfect translation. Drunkenness is just right, spot on. Sexual promiscuity and sensuality. Sexual promiscuity is koitais, literally bed. In a negative sense here, it's sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage. Uh, sexual excess. Sensuality is asalgeas. Literally, uh, licentiousness, debauchery, sensuality. It's about the eyes, men. It's about what you wear, women, and how you act. Devotion to pornography comes to mind. Those are things that, that, that uh, Paul would say, don't do it. Sex is a wonderful gift from God to enjoy in the intimacy of husband and wife. Let's get the next slide, please and the imminency of husband and wife, keep it within those bounds. And then strife and jealousy. Strife is a reedy. Strife, discord, dissension, jealousy is zelo. In a bad sense, it's jealousy, envy. Discord and jealousy can weaken a marriage, destroy a family, divide a church. These things ought not to happen. It's not pleasing to God. It's not good for us. Verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lusts. In regard to its lusts. Put on Jesus. You did that when you first believed. Galatians 3.27. For all of you were baptized in the Christ, who are baptized into Christ Jesus Have clothed yourselves with Christ. Have clothed is in the aorist. It's in a a past tense. It's already happened. Colossians 3.10. And have put on the new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the true image of the one who created him. Put on is in the aorist. The past tense. We did it when we received Christ, but we're to do it every day. Colossians 3:12 And so as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. We are to do it. It is an imperative, it is command. The way we do it is Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. Ask God to bear in your life the fruit of the spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those are the things that God wants us to do. Then further, make no provision for the flesh. Romans 6.6 Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, that our body of sin might be done away with, that that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and delivered himself up for me. Galatians 5.24. Now those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Let me tell you, your old man, your old nature, it's gone. Satan wants to convince you you've still got an old nature. He wants you to submit to that old nature. But it's dead, it's crucified. But our bodies are not yet glorified. So we still have a sin principle in us. It's in our flesh. Romans 7.22 For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. Verse 23 But I see a different law in the members of my body waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members. It's in my fingers. It's in my arms. It's in my legs. It's in my body. But we need to reckon ourselves as being dead to sin. Romans 6, 11. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. It's happened. The sin nature is dead. We just need to remind ourselves of that over and over and over again. Because Satan is whispering in our ear, you cannot resist. It is your nature. No. If you believed in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have a new nature. You still have a, a body that desires and motivates you to sin, that's willing to cooperate with Satan in temptation. But God does not want us to do so. Don't open the door to sin. Romans 6, 12. Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lust, verse 13. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law, but under grace." 1 Peter 2.11 Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Our big idea is final salvation is closer than ever before. Wake up and act like it. Now, Revelation twenty two twenty. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Our salvation is closer than it has ever been before. Wake up, lay aside the deeds of darkness, put on the armor of light, put on Jesus. Jesus is coming. Are you ready? We all shall all fall short. Romans three twenty three. For all have fallen short I'm sorry, for the wages of sin is death. I'm sorry, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans six twenty three. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans five eight but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us in John 6:47 truly truly I say to you he who believes has eternal life if you've not done that before you can do that even now as we pray let's pray heavenly father i am a sinner I deserve to be separated from you forever. If this reflects your heart, tell God in your heart. He will hear you. I deserve to be separated from you forever, but you love me. You sent Jesus to pay for my sins. Jesus, I am no longer trusting in my own best efforts to please you. I am trusting you to save me. Thank you. Father, Jesus could return for us at any time. Keep that in the front of our minds. Wake us up, please, and move us to live life. Please move. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you would like more information about this message, rancho baptist church or simply about knowing god in a deeper way you can contact us on our website at www.ranchobaptistchurch.org or you can simply call us at area code 951-676-2911 may the lord richly bless you in your walk with him